One of the most powerful lessons that I have, what I refer to as relearned, and this is one that I have relearned many, many times in my life, and it always seems to, every time I relearn it, I think I internalize it a little more deeply, and it's a very simple, it's a very simple lesson, and at the same time, it's also very difficult to appreciate it sometimes when, when we are in the midst of the struggle and we are really feeling pain and suffering uh, due to the difficulties and uncomfortable situations that are happening in our lives and in the lives of those around us. And it's very simple. It's essentially what makes these things so difficult and uncomfortable are not just the situations themselves or, you know, what is happening. But what really makes it difficult for me is all of my beliefs about what I think is happening and why I think it's happening and the story that I am telling myself about what is happening and why it's happening and then even to take it a step further is me clinging to an identity of who I think I actually am and what my part to play is in this particular story. And I've had numerous events happen over the last few days that have really allowed me to you know, develop a new appreciation of this lesson. And in terms of mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice, I have found it both, uh, both of these things, and really they're both and they're also one at the same time, to be very, very helpful in terms of being able to deal with my own reactions to those difficult and uncomfortable things that are happening in my own life and in the lives of those that I love and care about and those that are around me. And I guess the question would be, you know, and I realize everyone has, you know, you know, some sort of difficult and uncomfortable situations in their lives. You know, we all at times experience disappointments. We all sometimes have tragedy in our lives. We all, you know, sometimes have things that don't go the way that we had hoped. Things don't really necessarily meet our expectations. So I think it is, I can't say that this is this way for every single human being because I have no way to verify it. But at the same time, I also realize that, you know, the more I have read and, and been around people and talked to people, that it does appear to me to be a very common experience and very, it's one of those, you know, universal human experiences. So the question remains, how do I cope most effectively? How do I try to, uh, to you know, suffer as little as possible when some of these things are happening that are difficult and uncomfortable, and I can't always control them. And that I think that's really what it comes down to, is that sometimes as human beings, our natural tendency, our first reaction, and myself included in this, is that I want to try to control it. If something is difficult and uncomfortable and it's causing me pain and suffering, I want to try to control it and stop it. That's really the, you know, that's that reaction. And it would be nice if I always had the ability to put a stop to something that was difficult and uncomfortable, but many times I'm not able to. And it's because of the fact that I'm not the only one who really has a say in whether it continues or not. And so much of my life, and I believe that this is the case for there again for most people, is that if we're dealing with other people and we live in a world full of other people, we can't always control the situation. And so then it's an, the idea is, 
you know, if I cannot control it, what do I really have left? If I can't make this, you know, situation be the way that I want it to be, if I can't turn this thing around to where I can to be, where I can be in a better place, and if it's involving other people as well, they can be in a better place. But if I can't change it, then what do I really do? And I think this is a lot of times the point, and this is there again myself, you know, from my own experiences and many people that I've talked with and have worked with in this particular, that are experiencing this kind of situation, is there is this point at which we know we can't control something and we can then, it's very easy to fall into feelings of powerlessness, to feel really disempowered and unempowered, I guess I should say, and then it can, you know, the, you really almost come to a fork in the road of, you know, am I going to, and there again, as someone who struggled with chronic depression, I know all too well that it is very easy to get lost in those feelings of not being able to do anything about it and feeling helpless. And if I feel helpless, then at some point I, I feel like giving up. I feel like running and hiding. I don't want to face the situation. I don't want to deal with it because I can't necessarily make it the way that I want it to be. And so the tendency can be if I'm not mindful, if I'm not being aware, it's very, very easy for me as a chronically depressed person to fall into the trap of just becoming, you know, giving up or even even worse in some cases, just becoming indifferent and just kind of phoning it in in life and just getting up every day and not really necessarily trying to do anything positive at all and just literally just doing as little as I have to uh, in order to uh, to get by. And this is, you know, I'm speaking not necessarily from a physical standpoint, although it can manifest itself in our physical lives and in our physical energy and how much effort we're willing to make in life. This can also, I'm speaking more along the lines of emotional energy. In other words, I can get up every day and do what I need to do, you know, physically and do the work that I need to do, but I can be what uh, sometimes is referred to as dead behind the eyes emotionally. I can, you know, I'm not really necessarily invested in it. I'm not really putting my heart and soul into what it is that I'm doing. And it's very easy to do this. And so really the only other choice for me, if I'm, you know, I can either really, you know, start to take on the identity of someone who feels helpless and hopeless, who just really isn't, you know, just who really has given up and is just going to kind of live life, wake up every day and just sort of do what I have to do, but not really with any sort of passion, with any, without any sort of real emotional energy of any sort and just kind of getting by. And I know that, you know, it's very common for us humans to go through periods of indifference like this to where we're just, you know, more or less existing and I realize that there is there, however, there is another path. And this is the one that I don't always necessarily take right away when I'm confronted with a situation that's uncomfortable or difficult. And I come to the conclusion that I really cannot necessarily change it. And that is the path of coping. And at the same time, it's, it's coping, but it is also giving myself the opportunity to actually be fully in life to not phone it in, to not be indifferent, and to actually be willing to, uh, to want to be in life fully, even if, even if I'm in the midst of a situation that's difficult or uncomfortable or disappointing or whatever you want to call it. 
there's a lot of different you know flavors of that a lot of different shades and variations of that so the idea here is if i want to be in life i have to be able to figure out a way to cope and i have to figure out a way to allow my mind to be aware of when i am starting to go down the path of reactivity when I am overthinking the situation, and really those things are not going to lead to anything else but me basically going back to the other path. At some point, I will kind of run myself out, so to speak. If I get really caught up in, if I'm not careful, and if I'm not paying attention to what my mind is doing, if I'm not mindful, I guess would be the best way to put this, is that I'm going to get really caught up in some sort of reaction. I'm going to get frustrated about this difficult and uncomfortable situation. I am going to get locked into this loop of trying to figure out a solution, even though I've already come to the conclusion that I can't necessarily change it or fix it completely because it's out of my hands and I can't control it all. And what's going to end up happening is, is that I, it's almost like it's a, it's a kind of a, it's a manic depressive type of thing and that I'm going to get really wrapped up in a lot of energy th overthinking about trying to fix this situation until I get to the point, which is normal for a human being, where I run out of energy. I just, I just don't have anything left to give. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to fall back into the indifference and I'm going to fall back into that place where I just I'm not going to really try I'm not going to really be in life I'm just I'm sort of going to shield myself from it I'm going to kind of live in a way that where I'm kind of protecting myself against everything and I'm not open I know when I'm when I'm living that way I'm not really open so to me this is really a binary proposition there's really two you know I come to a fork in the road and I can go to the left or to the right and that's really what it comes down to. So if I'm going to take that path of being more mindful and being more open to life and being more in life, I'm going to have to find a practice of some sort that's going to allow me to pay attention to what it is my mind is doing. And for me, that essentially comes down to practicing mindfulness, which ultimately leads to a practice of mindful coping. And it's as simple as being aware of what it is that my mind is doing. So if I encounter a difficult or uncomfortable situation, and it can happen fairly often at times, what I really want to do is I want to be able to be at least, if not physically still, although the best way for me to practice this is to be physically still without distractions, and that's the only way to really master any sort of skill is to practice it on a regular basis. And if I can get to a place where I can start to be aware very quickly or fairly quickly that my mind is starting to go there again in terms of, let's say, for instance, if I'm in a difficult or uncomfortable situation, and the sooner that I can realize and be aware of the fact that I am developing a lot of thoughts about the situation, not all, generally what's gonna, going to happen is that not all these thoughts are going to be healthy or beneficial for me. Because if it's a difficult or uncomfortable situation, or it's disappointing in some way, or it's not really what I wanted, I know that my tendency as a human being is going to be that I am going to be actually thinking thoughts of anger, frustration, disappointment, fear, whatever it may be. It's some sort of negative emotion. And I'm going to get really wrapped up in that to the point that I'm not really open to what's really happening in the moment in life. Because I'm so busy thinking 
about this situ this uncomfortable, difficult, disappointing situation that I don't like. And so I really find that if I'm not aware, I'm really not here anymore. And it may be very possible that the situation may not be as bad as I think it is, but I know one thing for sure is that if I am continuing to invest in a lot of overthinking about the situation, and there again, this is thinking that isn't leading to any solutions. I'm not really, at this point, I, this is more of what I'd refer to as pure reactivity. I'm not really trying to figure out how to solve the situation. I may have come to the conclusion that it can't be solved, but I'm not really, this, is, this thinking is not what I refer to as critical thinking. This is emotionally reactive thinking. And there again, I'm not judging it. I'm not saying that it's bad or that it's wrong. I'm not saying that I'm bad or wrong for doing it because it's just, it's very human to get locked into a pattern of doing this. The thing about it is that if there is anything that is, that is, you know, hurtful towards myself about doing this is that it doesn't lead to me really coping with the situation in a healthy way. All it really leads to, the thinking, the, it leads to more obsessive thinking. And I, if I'm not careful, I can spend hours, days, weeks, months locked in a pattern of overthinking something. And at the same time, I'm so busy telling myself this narrative or this story about what I think is happening that I'm not really open to what is really happening. And it may be possible that if I can pay attention to what's really happening through being more mindful and practicing mindfulness, it allows me to catch myself in the act of this obsessive overthinking. I also can catch myself in the, in, in the habit of reacting in some way, and that can be where I'm basically trying to brace myself against it. Uh, I'm reacting out of you know, anger, fear. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of ways to do that. And if I'm so busy in a reactive mode and I'm either thinking or I'm, you know, paralyzed by fear or whatever it is, I'm not really coping with the situation at all. I'm not going to be open to anything getting any better. And sometimes really what it boils down to is that I can't fix it. And no matter what I do, in fact, in some, in some cases, if I try too hard to fix it or just take action for the sake of taking it, and there again, I'm not advocating uh, in action in any way. I know that every situation is different and clearly there are times when we do need to take action. And so this is not construed, should not be construed as me saying that taking action is, is not beneficial. It's just that in this case, if something is really difficult and I don't see a clear solution fairly quickly, the only kind of thinking that's going to lead to any kind of solution really would be critical thinking. And the only way that I can think critically, the only way that I can really be open to coming up with a, a real solution or a fix for something is that if it's critical thought, that I'm actually in a place where I'm aware of what my mind is doing and I am freeing myself and letting go of the need to cling to all of this reactivity that I'm hanging on to to protect myself, to distract myself, to uh, indulge in my feelings of righteousness, that somehow I'm right and the other person is, or the other people are wrong, whatever it may be. And the practice of mindfulness allows me to keep returning. It really empowers me to keep returning back to this present moment. 
And I know there again, sometimes it's not as easy as it sounds because sometimes we don't necessarily want to be in the present moment because it is uncomfortable, because it may be difficult. We may be disappointed. We may be disenchanted. We may be completely frustrated with what's going on. Uh, We may be feeling like we want to just throw our hands up and give up and whatever it may be. So when I talk about mindfulness, I do also feel like it's important to state and to share that You know, it doesn't always feel good to be here now. Sometimes things are not going well. They're not going the way that we want, and it doesn't feel good. But I also know that, you know, things do change, and that sometimes, uh, you know, even, and even they, they can even change when we're not necessarily trying to make it change. But I know that every moment that I am running away from the situation where I'm locked in thought somewhere else or reactivity to distract myself or to just run off nervous energy. I know I'm not really here and I'm not available for a solution to be found. I'm not available for things to change and get better. Things may actually, and I've had this happen numerous times in my life, things actually of their own accord get better but I'm still somewhere else and I can't even see that the situation has resolved itself because I'm still angry about it I'm still hurt over it I'm still you know I'm reacting in some way and I'm not willing to let go of that somehow I feel this righteous indignation that somehow I was right or am right and this other person or people are wrong and it's so easy for me to, to get lost in that and not really be here, you know, when the situ- if and when the situation does get better. And there again, the situation may never get any better. It's just really hard to say. But I know that even if it is painful to a certain degree or sometimes incredibly painful to embrace what is actually happening in our lives, I know that the more that I can move to a place of embracing it and, and facing it, And mindfulness practice allows me to be able to do that more effectively. It doesn't mean it's going to feel good, and it doesn't mean that I'm going to love it or even like it, but it does mean that I'm going to be present and going to be here where everything is actually happening. And I know that if I can enable myself or empower myself to want to continue to return back here where things are actually happening. And it's really there again, just practicing awareness. That every, every minute or every second that I decide to be aware of what my mind is doing, there is going to be a tendency to be here and to be paying attention to what's happening in my own mind, to see myself thinking or overthinking or obsessively thinking and, to, and reacting in some way and indulging in some kind of need to, uh, to feel a certain way to be able to come back here and be here and be willing to flow with things however however they go. And I know I'm in a much better position to cope with whatever happens in life, even if it doesn't feel good, if I'm here for it and can actually see and perceive what's going on. And I know that I'm in a much better position to be able to take care of business, so to speak, to be able to discharge my responsibilities to myself, to other people, to the people I love and care about, to the people I'm being of service to. I know that I'm much more, uh, be, you know, I'm much more able to do that and be in life fully and take whatever comes and handle it in the best way that I can if I am, and you know, continuing to sustain a practice of being here now. And mindfulness practice is ultimately for me 
the way that I'm able to do that.